I think that's what inspired me to start my podcast. And then that's what inspired me to potentially take upon um, another venture that I want to accomplish, which is helping special needs kids find friends. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the No Regrets podcast, the show designed to help you live your best lives, not be afraid of anyone's opinion, and most importantly, to become comfortable in the uncomfortable. Today's guest, I've got my friend from America who runs his own YouTube channel and a Spotify podcast, which I was lucky enough to actually go on. His aim is to help people achieve their goals and their dreams. Advaith Kumar, how are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. It's an honor to come on to your podcast. Before we do start, I want to say a big thank you to actually for for letting me come on to your podcast itself um, and share my story, which was a big help for me. So thank you. Yeah, man, I definitely love to hear your story. It was definitely inspiring how you overcame a pork addiction and how you've been able to turn that around and become inspirational and how you really turned your life around. It's truly inspiring to me. And I hope to when I when I release the podcast in like a month or two, to also to my guests. It was an it was an honor to have you on. I enjoyed having you on. I learned a lot from you and I'm glad we're doing this podcast. Today we're gonna to touch on a couple of things. The the main premise being your uh, disability, which is ADD, um, yeah. and the other thing being your entrepreneur entrepreneurial side. Um, I wanna start off by asking what actually is ADD because I personally I don't actually really know so tell everyone what it actually is yeah so basically ADD stands for attention deficit disorder and basically what that means is like I get easily distracted how I would explain it to other people is like if you're in a boring class that you really don't like your mind wanders you think of other things that basically what happens to me but it's like all the time and it's kind of hard for me to sometimes pay attention and stuff. So I don't remember if, I don't really remember how I really knew I had ADD, but I had a lot of other preying health issues. Like I had dietary issues like eating disorders. Like I had a GQ when I was a really young kid and I, and I still don't eat too much. So like I had a lot of eating issues. I had ADD. And then I also have like a lot of physical issues. So like I've had a couple of surgeries, just a lot of procedures done, you know, dietary, like they would put like a tube down my throat and see like how, you know, my food is infecting me. And I would love to talk about that later too. And then I had IDD. So I can't really recall a time on when I realized I had ADD, but like, I remember I went into school, I would have like this patch, it's called Daytron, I think. And basically it would make me really dazed and stuff. And um, I wasn't really into it. Like I was really unsocial. Um, like I didn't talk to anyone. I was just my. I was just alone. And you know, I just wasn't in the same world as everyone else. And I think having ADD it's definitely been distracting. Like sometimes it's hard for me to focus in school. And in middle school, like I did, I did fairly okay in middle school. Like I got decent grades. And I was a good student, but in high school, you know, my first two years, my freshman and my sophomore year, um, I struggled quite a bit. And that was probably due to the part that I did have 
other issues, like, you know, my, my leg wasn't the greatest, like I had physical issues, but also, and I wasn't the best student. I didn't really take school seriously, I would say, and it was hard for me to focus and, you know, get good grades. And even though I had really great case managers, basically, that means like someone helps you with your disability. Like I had an IEP, um, like an individualized plan that would help me get like certain certain attributes, certain like tools to help become successful. And my freshman and my sophomore year, I struggled quite a bit academically, like I stated, and I didn't do so well. And I think it wasn't through my junior year that it really turned things around. And I remember when my English teacher, who was also my friend's learning back coach, he he, stopped, he, he took me around and he said, hey man, I think you can be like a really better student than what you're doing right now. And I think you you can definitely turn it around. And I did, like my second semester after that conversation, I really worked to turn it around. And I remember him pulling me aside and telling me like how proud he was of me. And that's like when, you know, um, I really turned it around. And now in college, I've been fairly well. Like I went to community college for two years. I got like a C in it. But other than that, I got decent grades. And now this past this past semester, I got all A's. So I'm hoping to continue off of that and get better grades. Well, you should definitely be really proud of yourself for, you know, becoming the person you are today. And you've improved a lot by the sounds of it, which is something, you know, not a lot of people will actually have the self-esteem to actually go right I'm going to go and do this now so you should be very proud of yourself for doing that in the first place in terms of school did you struggle with any things in terms of organizing your work planning um, or even from what I've from what I've read on ADD sometimes even arriving on time is quite hard yeah definitely something I still struggle even to this day like sometimes I'm late to class because of my physical disability, it takes me a lot longer time to get to class. So yeah, that takes me definitely a longer time. And organizationally, I have to get better. And that's why I like to have people on my podcast to see how I can make my life better. Someone like you is incredibly inspiring and in how, you know, I can make my life better. So definitely organizing is definitely a struggle. But I'm definitely working on that. Like, I'm definitely trying to become a better student and, um, in school and then outside of school too. In terms of your early days in school, um, did you experience any type of bullying because of your disability? Yeah, I would say like I did experience some bullying when people made fun of me and I was extremely lucky like in high school to have the friends that I had because like the friends that I had were all like football friends and they were all people who were like really popular in the school and I think being friends with them, they really looked out for me and they really made sure that I wasn't getting bullied and that no one was making fun of me. And I think the fact that I was friends with them, like other people were not, they were not, they were that, they didn't, it was kind of hard for them to pick on me because they knew that, hey, if they mess with me, these people would find out and they wouldn't be happy if that made sense. Were there any other people in your school who had the similar disability to you? I wouldn't say similar to me, but I would have a lot of friends who had autism and Down syndrome. So basically two, dis two disorders that are relatively similar in a sense to what I had. And, 
you know, it was incredibly inspiring to me to see how they went about life and how they didn't necessarily look at their disability as a disability, but more of an ability. And, you know, what I often like to say about my awesome friends who have autism and Down syndrome is that, you know, even though they're struggling, they sort of have a positive mindset. You know, they go about life in a positive manner and they really treat everyone equally. And I think that in the time we're living right now, you know, racially, I don't know how it is in London, but I think the whole world got a wake up call this year in 2020 about the racial inequalities that are going on. And I feel like we can all learn from them and see how they treat people and treat people the same way that they do. I definitely agree. The um, mindset is a, is a big part in, in all of this, like the positive outlook that people give definitely helps them. What kind of ways or strategies do you use to help you keep a positive mindset going forward? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that I have a, a, a good confidence because I've overcome a lot. I think that if I'm, I'm capable of a lot of things and I'm, I also surround myself with positive people like yourself, you know, people like Gary Vee, like I'm trying to listen to his podcast like every morning. But I think that having Gary Vee definitely makes me a more positive person. And, you know, ever since I found Gary Vee, I think I've changed a lot and I've become more positive on who I am. And yeah, I'm extremely thankful for Gary Vee. We can definitely both relate to, to that with Gary Vee because he's definitely helped me out a lot. I know that for sure, because when I was in university and I was only there for a couple months, um, stuff wasn't going the way I thought it would at the time. And I stumbled upon his videos and it, it kind of rewired my brain in order to think a more positive way and kind of be okay with failing and be okay with everything not going my way straight away. Um, so Gary V is an inspirational person that I think a lot of people can relate to and he's helped a lot of people. Definitely love Gary V. He's definitely a great guy. I think that people on the surface level, I think when you probably first saw Gary V, like who is this guy? What is his motive? What is his, what is his, what does he want from me? And I think that when I first saw Gary B, I definitely thought he was a little bit weird. Like, I think the first video I came across was actually for me to college. So one day I was just looking at motivational videos and I came across Gary B's famous motivational video and I watched it. I'm like, wow, who is this guy? This guy swears a lot. He's really weird. But then as I got more and more into Gary B, um, I realized how a genuine person he is and how, how much of a big impact he is, you know? And I've got, I've got connected with some amazing people in the Gary Vee community. Of course, all his workers like Zane, Dustin, you know, Andy, um, all those amazing people who work at Team Gary Vee, but then also amazing people outside of it, like Andrew, Chef Lizette, you know, T with Mike. Damon John, you know, Damon John, the CEO, and then also another good community person I've really connected with is Damon, who is like a realtor, and then also Mike Long, a lot of amazing people that I've gotten connected with because of the Gary B community and the amazing community he's built. Everyone is so positive, they're so helpful, and I'm thankful that I think like even you, 
you know, if I never came across Gary B, I never would have met you. And it was just awesome to have you on. I, I see that you've been followed by T with Mike and that, that definitely made me say yes to doing the interview with you because I saw that, hey, if a guy like Mike is following you, it means that you must be like an amazing person. So I followed you and I was truly honored to hear your story and never, never would have happened had I not got connected to Gary B. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. It, it's it's the exact same um, response exactly for you. Like, I remember scrolling through my Instagram one day and seeing seeing your name pop up and I, cl- I clicked on your Instagram and T with Mike was following you. You were following T with Mike. It's It's a big community that kind of gets built around a few people and it kind of spiders out of that in a way um so it's it's definitely been a big eye-opener interacting with a lot more people than just my kind of bubble over here in England and I would kind of want to delve into that a little bit more and ask a more of a entrepreneurial question going from your school days I know you started up I think it was a a company called help me volunteer a volunteer is that right yeah yeah so that's where my really that's where I first got into entrepreneurship. So yeah, it's a cool story. So one of my I take this business incubator class and in high school, my senior or my junior, I think my senior year, yeah. And basically what that class was was basically it basically introduced you to entrepreneurship. And the teacher there who's an awesome teacher, Mr. Newbauer, shout out to him. Anyway, um, he would bring in these amazing people who had started their own companies. So they would teach you how to build your own website. Um, what is SEO? They would teach you about MVP. Um, they would teach you about how to build a business plan. They would teach you, you know, how to get a lawyer, how to do all that legal stuff. And I think that really inspired me and said that, hey, I want to go into entrepreneurship. But also, hey, I kind of like marketing. Like whenever we talked about the marketing stuff, it was really interesting to me. And both of my parents are in engineering and I kind of wanted to do something that's really active, that's really creative. Being the person I am, I think I'm very creative. I have a lot of ideas with my ADD, you know? My mind mind wanders and I get a lot of ideas. So I think that um, marketing is the correct path for me. And um, that class was definitely great. But going back to your question, yeah. So, you know, a couple of friends and I started this company called Help Me Volunteer in my class. Um, and it was funny. So at first we were gonna build like a Fitbit for dogs, but then we found out that it was, we found out that it was been already created. And like after my friend, my friend's mom was listening to this like in podcast or something. And she was like, hey, you know, this idea has been already fulfilled. And he was like, oh, uh-oh. So he basically brought it to our attention. He's like, hey guys, um, there's been a company that already does this. And you we were like, oh, okay, let's put a paper, let's see what else we can do. And another day we quickly, we found out that volunteering was an issue. So like here in the States, here in America, um, like in high school, you're required or you're, you're encouraged to do a lot of volunteer work. And we found out that a lot of people are going to, to come and volunteer places. So help me volunteer and loaves and fishes. And basically, we want other people, other organizations to have a good chance on getting like getting volunteers and we want other organizations to be heard. 
So we started to help my volunteer to help students get volunteer opportunities other than the basic two, but also organizations to get access to students. And I think that that really inspired me to get into entrepreneurship. Short story short, you know, we got pretty, we, we, I really wanted us to go into and pitch our idea and get like an investment. But my friends said that, hey, we're going to college next year. I don't think it's really for us. I don't want to continue this product. And, um, you know, we just figured it wasn't for us. And now I think that's what inspired me to start my podcast. And then that's what inspired me to potentially take upon um, another venture that I want to accomplish, which is helping special needs kids find friends. And I want to build something like Match.com right for special needs kids and help them find their best friend because it wasn't for me. I think going back to the amazing friends I had in high school, it wasn't for me coming across them. I would not be here today. Like, honestly, my best friend in high school, it wasn't for him taking me upon and looking out for me. I would not be here and having a podcast and being really confident. So, yeah. What is the main premises then of this thing you want to do going forward in terms of helping special needs people like meet friends is it going to be kind of a online business do you think yeah I think it would be online business and I don't unfortunately I don't have any code experience so I would have to find someone who does but um I guess my goal is to help people find help people with autism with down syndrome find friends and I have this amazing friend and, you know, he has autism. He doesn't really reach out to me. And it's, and I want him to reach out to me. Like, I don't want to reach out to him and, you know, kind of bother him. Um, if he wants, I want him to have the tools to reach out to me. And so that's why I kind of started, I had this idea that I want to potentially fulfill. That's a, it's a really good idea. And I hope you can actually go forward and do that because I think that would be absolutely amazing. I want to touch on in your podcast itself, do you find that your ADD actually affects you when recording a podcast? Because attention span is something that's quite difficult for people with ADD and a long form podcast, it must be quite hard for you. Yeah, definitely. I think that when I'm definitely asking my guest questions and when I'm doing this interview, like your things that I want to touch into and I forget, I forget to be in the moment kind of. And my mind just races, like, you know, for example, in our interview, like, I was paying attention, I was answering your questions, but, like, my mind wandered, and I wanted you to ask me, like, I wanted to share about my surgeries and stuff, so definitely, I think definitely, like, when I have a podcast, my mind definitely wanders and stuff. I think because it wanders, I get a lot on my guests, like, I get a lot of good ideas, that I can ask my guests and get the most of them. Are there any particular strategies that you do in order to help yourself with it? Or do you just kind of roll with it? Honestly, I think that I don't have a script. And I think that um, I can be good and bad in a way, but I think that um, not having a script, I feel, I feel like I'm not held down to a bunch of questions that I want to ask. It's really in the moment and like, you know, it's easy for me to come up with questions on the spot. And I think that, you know, in case I forget a question on my script, I don't have to worry about that because like it's it's fluid, it's not structured. And I I, I don't know, like I can't really, I don't know that if I answered the question, but yeah. It, it's funny because me and two of my friends 
have another podcast on YouTube and notoriously we've never kind of had a script for it so we decided to name ourselves the unstructured podcast just purely based on the fact that every episode we go in and we kind of we're winging it essentially but we kind of find that that brings the best conversation out because like you said you're you're living in the moment and you're really understanding what the other person is bringing to the table and you can adjust your questions around what they say um so i completely agree with you 100 percent. yeah definitely i mean if you look at i don't know if you're familiar i mean you probably are but joe rogan you know one of the biggest podcasters here yeah in the podcasting world you know joe rogan does not have a script they just have conversations like go watch the podcast that he did with elon or that he's done with elon that those podcasts are crazy but he doesn't have a script they just go where the conversation is going towards them I think that having someone like Joe Rogan definitely inspires me to not have a structured podcast and not have it in like school based, but just having a conversation because that's what makes Joe Rogan's podcast really special. That's what makes him different from other podcasts that have a bunch of questions. I think that, I, I don't know if Tim Ferriss has a script, I don't know if Guy Raz has a script, but I think that I'm going to guess more pod, most podcasters have a set of questions they have in their mind a certain topic they want to get asked a guest. So it's not like, hey, these are the questions I'm going to ask. It's more, hey, where is the conversation leading them? Okay, what can I ask? And I think that that's the beauty of podcasting. You can, you're going to have a conversation with your guest and learn a lot about them. I think it, it helps the listener as well because it kind of allows them to feel like they're part of the conversation rather than just kind of it's an interview which you can watch interviews whenever you want. But in terms of like a spoken podcast, it's kind of nice to just have an open conversation with someone. When you look about, when you think about interviews, you think about, you know, you interviewing for a job and like interviewing for a job is hard. It's, it's like a lot of anxiety. And I feel like people don't want to listen to having an interview. Like an interview is like, Hey, when you go to a job, they ask you a set of questions. And that's the beauty of podcasting. Like, you know, podcasting should be relaxed. It should not feel like a job interview. And it should actually prepare you for a job interview. You know, I'm not too sure about your experiences about how podcasting has helped you and, you know, your marketing job. But I feel like for me, the fact that I started this podcast was because I did not get a job because I realized that I was the same as everyone else and I wanted to differentiate myself. So that's why I started this podcast. And I think that, you know, I'm looking to get an internship like in possibly like a year or so um, because I'm a little bit behind. And I think that hopefully when I get this podcast, I can land a really good internship. And from what I've heard from people who have, it's that they've had something unique about them that's helped them get that internship. So hopefully my unique thing is podcasting. Would you like your podcast to be like a a very well-known podcast out there like what is your main aim with this in general that's definitely a plan it's definitely some plan that i have something that where i can be just like joe rogan now i think that i am a little bit far from there but um and i have to step it up in my podcasting game and at least a lot of episodes but i think that maybe another 10 or so five or so years i can definitely be a well-known podcast if I put in the work and be like, like 
then spot the adding but my goal is to do like tea with Mike in like in a year because he has a very well-known podcast and he's growing each and every day. So he's inspiring. Mm. Yeah, he's he's doing very well for himself at the moment. I think he was even planning on releasing some merch or something, I I I heard. So um yeah, he's he's killing it at the moment and congratulations yeah. to him. I want to touch on something that we spoke briefly about earlier. It was your surgeries. Yeah, so give me one second. I had two surgeries. You can see the proof here. You know, growing up, I would limp a lot. And I remember we went to this doctor and they were like, hey, I think you need to go see like an orthopedic or the whatever the doctor is who looks at your muscles and stuff. And we did, and they took like this x-ray and they found out that my hip was dislocated. So basically, when you think of a hip, like you think of like it ha- having like the hat kind of like this. And for me, there was no hat. It was really dislocated and um, like I, I, they had to fix it. So then that's where I had my first surgery to relocate the hip. It was like eight hours or something. It was hard for me to like walk again. I could have to use like a walker and stuff. But like, even though I had those surgeries, like, um, like and then I had another surgery with the ankle surgery. And that was because my ankle wasn't correct. So I have to now wear an AFO. And then I've had, you know, these two casts on this one and then the blue one, this blue one that I have. And basically that was to make sure, you know, my ankle was correct and to place it into place after they did like a surgery. So that was like, I don't I don't think like three or four hours or something. I'm not too sure. I don't remember. But um yeah, I've had those two surgeries and I was on like on a walker and I couldn't walk for a, a, a while. And yeah, but I remember, you know, going back to my amazing friends, like they would take me to like movie theaters and stuff. I remember going to the movie theater with them and they made sure like I was safe and that um that I was good. Yeah, they looked mm-hmm. out for me. I want to start another podcast, do a co-host podcast, either something like this. Or something where I talk about like football, like in the states, like how, like talk about NFL football and the Bears. So I see your your YouTube channel is where you talk a lot about American football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I talk about a lot about football, and I talk about a lot about sports and NFL, NBA. I'm not into baseball that much, but yes, like that. I've been really inspired by another YouTuber named Scott Fisher who makes content around football and around sports. And I want to possibly tell about all the star players on, on their stories and how they got to where they are. Before I ask my final question, um, where can everyone listening or watching find you online? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, kingkumar underscore 23. You can find me on Twitter, kingkumarspod. Um, you can find my YouTube channel. It's just my name. So at Faith Kumar. And yeah, it's basically where you can find my social medias. You can find my podcast. It's King Kumar's podcast available wherever you are, find your podcasting place. So yeah, go check on my podcast out. Um, I'll be coming up with new episodes um, weekly. I'm starting to think about posting it twice bi-weekly. And yeah. For everyone listening, what piece of advice would you give them to make sure that they can achieve their dreams and their goals? Hmm. I see how you turn the tables on me. Well, I would say 
that probably have like a vision and whatever it goes and dreams you want, like look at those dreams and goals and see like how you can accomplish them and um, never give up. I would say the, the number one thing that I would say is never give up no matter what your circumstances are. So that's what I like the best advice is like, if you wanna make those dreams and goals happen, never give up. You know, I was listening to one of my friend, he says to make a habit happen, it takes 66 days, meaning each day you're going 1%. You're going 1% until you hit 66%. And I think that um, just never give up. Realize it's, it's, not a, it's not a run, but it's a marathon. And you'll definitely get there. And I think that right now I'm definitely working on it and have definitely had, you know, a lot of hurdles, you know, working on my YouTube channel, but definitely having people like you on, talking to amazing people definitely inspires me to get working on my dreams and goals. Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you very much for coming on, my friend. Um, you are an absolute inspiration, not just for me, but for a lot of people out there. So keep doing what you're doing. And I know one day you will make it all the way to the top. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to, you know, connecting more with you and, you know, connecting, maybe potentially connecting with some of your friends too. And I would, I don't, yeah, definitely be an, uh, it, it was definitely an honor having you on. And I just look forward to see where our friendship takes us. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for actually watching this episode. If you have enjoyed, please hit that like button and subscribe. Please make sure to check this guy out. He's truly an inspiration and he's going to go all the way to the top. So yeah. it's from me. I'll see you next week. Hit that like button, everyone. Help them with the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> <laughs>